You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Two, two, two. Yeah, there you go. You got something. Yep. Is it? Yep, they're, they're there coming. you go. Oh, yeah. Yep. I see the levels there. I see levels there. We got levels. I'm not touching it. Lots of levels. You got rid of the cat. Where'd it go? Well, we can talk about that. Save it for the show, Shecky. <laughs> I'm not talking, so don't. If you talk to me, I'm not responding. Fair play. Good to know. Brian's imaginary girlfriend. She totally exists. <laughs> <laughs> well, if she exists, wouldn't she say something? <laughs> hey, there's some music. That means it's time for animal talk. Helping you with your pets and having some fun along the way. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet, like the guy sitting across from me. I'm Brian Donovan. <laughs> Is that all I get to say? No, you will <laughs> tell me what you tell me what your own pets are, Brian Donovan, and, what, what, and what's your speciality. You got to hit like dead center on this puppy uh, too. Are we talking about with chicks or with uh, um, in general? The, the animals. Okay, I'm an animal behaviorist. All right, right on. I have been for uh, about 35 years. Right on. And then uh, we got uh, Doctor Yvonne Provisi. Who is not here tonight? Not here tonight, but she she'll be back. She's not here because she has a sick horse. She's yes, and she's being a good vet doctor, good good pony parent, yeah. and and staying home. You know, and if you recall, she she actually called this like three weeks ago. Yeah. She had the, her horse to the vet, and, she, and the vet misdiagnosed right, right. the horse, and she said, "You know what? It's not that. I know it's something else." Mm-hmm. And she was right. Yeah. She was right. It ends up being it's uh it's a you know pretty involved process to get it's it's almost like a. Um, some sort of parasite that gets into the spine. Yeah. Oh, you got to be talking down the barrel, like straight down the, because right. you're kind of coming at it from the side. You got to shoot shoot down the barrel, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I was. Yeah, there you go. That's more of it. So anyway, my name's Jamie. I'm just making sure everybody has a good time. That's what we're here. It's Animal Talk, uh, America's Pet Show, helping people with their pets. And uh, we'll do some emails. We got some news. We got a, a bit of a zoo crew with us today as well. Some uh, guests and friends hanging out, so that's fun. Matt Fox is here. Hey, Matt. Yeah, just leave them up, man. Just hey, leave them hey. Up. Hi, you how you doing? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Just leave it up. Leave it up. Okay. Because it's going to be funny, and you're going to laugh, and then people are going, oh, my God, they're really funny because people laugh at them. <laughs> that's not really going to happen. But we can try, right? We can always try. That's Absolutely. It. So, uh, Brian? Right, let's just hey, we can jump into it and just uh, grab an email, right? Absolutely. All right, dear Animal Talk. Email. Yeah, okay. I got a one-year-old husky that's developed some reactive issues to other dogs. She did some training and gotten a bit better, but my trainer suggested that I do pack walks with her. Uh, if anyone is unsure what a pack walk is, it's when a group of well-behaved, leashed dogs walk together as a group with their owners. Uh, I'm having a hard time finding people who are interested in helping me out with my dog. Uh, does this sound like a good idea to you? Should I keep looking? Well, I don't know. What, 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 kind, of, uh, what kind of issues is she having? Uh, reacting to other dogs. So the issue is uh, she's got a one-year-old husky that's reacting to other dogs, and the trainer said... Uh, go on, like walks with other dogs. You know what? <laughs> it sounds uh, to me like that's a little. Yeah, that that could that that might not be the best thing. Okay, you know, dogs have these inflection points as they as they go through their their first year of life. Yeah, and um, these are behavior. These are these these quintessential points in a uh, a dog's development that determines the rest of the dog's life. So they they go through these fear stages, which I've talked about before, and they go through in uh, at year one is uh, one of these inflection points. So the first year, the dog is growing physically, right? Okay. And then between a year and a year and a half, the dog is trying to figure out its place in the pack. Okay, so that's, what the, that's what's going yeah. on. Husky, very, very, very common for it to start, uh, you know, um, figuring out where its pecking order but is. But it's not, it's, it's not going to be its, like, regular pack. It might be a, a walkie's once in every great while with these yeah, other dogs yeah. is that is that really helping socialize it you think at, at one at that point you know what you, you know you know what the best advice is for something like this what? it's just obedience training ah because what mm. that that will do that'll that will teach the dog that there are some other obligations he has to be aware of and not only that he's he's not going to be making decisions for himself you leave it up to the dog some dogs make good decisions most of them don't so the, the best thing to do is put the dog through some obedience so that when uh, when the dog does encounter another dog yeah. He knows how to behave. 
So, um, and you know, the question I always ask people, right, uh, when a dog jumps on someone or barks at another dog, is yeah. I say, "What do you want your dog to do?" Right. Right. And what do they? What does the person usually say? I want my dog to act right. Yeah. I want my dog to not do such and such. That's not good enough. You, you have to know specifically what you want your dog to do, how you want them to interact and engage when, you, uh, you know, when that happens. So uh, by putting the dog through obedience, what that does, that gives you a language with the dog. Yeah. So that when the dog does encounter other dogs, you can replace his natural instinctive behaviors with something that's more appropriate. You can tell him sit and the dog gets a treat. So every time he sees another dog, he starts associating it with maybe sitting or coming to you for a treat. And it just uh, uh, kind of rewires the dog into something that's more appropriate behaviorally. Well, it, it dogs, the, the conditioned response and coming for something. Uh, so I got a new story about that. There's a interesting story that, that came across the wire. Oh, yeah. And it's on the Internet, so it's got to be true, right? It's got to be true. That's <laughs> always true. <laughs> so the dog hoards money so she can pay for her treats herself. Mm. <laughs> She's making her way in a dog-eat-dog world. Where, where do you get this information from? Uh, yep, Internet. <laughs> the inter- Holly. Internet.com. <laughs> Internet. It is, yeah. It's, uh, there's pictures. It's like that couldn't be staged. So the dog was actually stealing the owner's money. That's so it. So she could buy her own treats. That's it. Holly the dog is, wow. doesn't beg for treats. She pays for them. Uh, a New York, well, New York. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Mm-hmm. So it's a New York canine obsessed, uh, has a bizarre obsession with paper and paper bills specifically. She began just as a puppy, according to her owner, Cassie. Uh, it wasn't long before she realized that money uh, wasn't just fun. It was useful. So she was a thief like any puppy, uh, Cassie told the dodo. She, uh, she used to steal things. Out of our bags, including money. Instead of chasing her around the house, we would bribe her with treats. So when she had money in her mouth, we didn't want her to eat it. We would say, here, Holly, come take a treat and give us the money. And she came over and dropped the money and got a treat. So she pays for, for her treats with the money that she steals. You know, I'm not. <laughs> so Cook works at a restaurant. This isn't a good lesson. No, no, no. Do dogs and, have thumbs? And Holly, <laughs> that's it, cracking the safe open. So Holly comes running whenever she's home counting her tips. And uh, so when Holly comes running up and she's counting her tips, uh, she sits there for a second. And they, 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 uh, they, then they start nudging her lap. and then Dance for daddy. That's it, man. <laughs> I thought, uh, and then you go, Holly, don't put that in your mouth. It's, uh, you know. How's that work? Uh, Can I have a dollar? That's it. So, um, so, and there's two containers in the kitchen that function as piggy banks for Holly. And she takes the money and puts it in the piggy bank. And when she wants a treat, she grabs one out of there and gives it to the humans and uh, gets a treat. So she buys, she buys her, look at that, the dog just puts the bill in her mouth. But there's a picture. <laughs> There's a picture of a, of a dog with a dollar <laughs> bill in his mouth. Taped. That does not support the story like whatsoever. Taped to its mouth almost. <laughs> it's Photoshop. <laughs> oh, my God. So there you go. Talk about conditioned responses, right? Hey, hey Jamie, you, yeah. uh, you actually impressed me a couple weeks ago when the oh. vet was here. You, said you, ha- you, you knew the word for diseases and illnesses that can be uh, passed between humans and pets. Yes. What's the word? Zoonotic. Zoonotic. Yeah. Um, there are at least eight diseases that pets can pick up from people. Really? Really. Can you name one? Is there a blood cancer in hoof, there? At hoof all? and mouth. <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> hoof okay. And mouth. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, rabies? Uh, well, you know, that's that's... Yeah, that's one, I guess. But, um, <laughs> did not make the list. Did but, not uh, on the list. Nothing that, nothing that charming on the list my, there. My my very first job as a kid, uh, you know, animal related was uh, cleaning up at a kennel. Mm-hmm. And the kennel, it was it's kind of a dirty place, and there was a uh, dog breeder there that. Uh, <laughs> Whenever you get a lot of puppies in, or you know dogs in a, in one room, you know a lot of uh, bacterial and mm. virus, uh, viral infections break out. One of them is ringworm. Oh, first time I got ringworm. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. The kennel owner said, "Oh, yeah, that's just ringworm. It's, <laughs> it's just ringworm." I, I, I'm I'm horrified, you know, and I got it from the puppies. So oh. ringworm yeah. is one. Influenza. Really? Can you believe that? Okay, you, you, get, get, the, you get the flu from what animal though? Uh, from from cats. Oh, from cats. Yeah. All right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let me see. The yeah, the first recorded case of a fatal 
human-to-cat transmission of the pandemic H1N1 uh, uh, flu virus occurred in Oregon in 2009. Wow. Pet owner became severely ill and uh, had to be hospitalized, and the cat died. Aww. Gave it to the cat, and cat died. Uh, uh, mumps. The mumps. <laughs> Get the mumps? <laughs> mumps. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And it's not even funny, That's but mumps. It's not funny, but uh, really. Salmonella. I can see that. Uh, another another thing that I contracted at this kennel because we had a bunch of ant, uh, like uh, birds and exotic pets and things like that. Uh, giardia. Okay. What, yep. What is giardia? If you don't mind me asking. It's uh, it, it's 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 spread through water. So we had all these exotic uh, fowl, like uh, we had guinea hens and and peacocks and all sorts of uh, birds. And birds are very very dirty. We had ducks and geese, and um, yeah. So giardia is spread through the water. Huh. Yeah, and then tuberculosis, and finally, tobacco smoke inhalation. And this is something that uh, I worked at a pet cemetery years ago, and um, there were there was a, a lady who could never forgive herself because her dog died of emphysema because she smoked. Right. Oh, 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 so this is like we give the flu from us to the cats. Yes, right. Oh, oh, oh. Can cats give us the flu back? They can't give us smoke inhalation. No, I don't know that's, why, that's, where, that's where I was at with zoonotic. I was going from the animals to us, not us to the animals. Zoonotic means both ways. Okay, both so ways. both ways. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, if you smoke in the house, of right. course you're, you know, secondhand smoke for the animal itself. I bet you yeah, if you yeah. Google it, well, because I saw it, well, we usually they only smoke when they're playing poker. That's true. <laughs> the dogs. <laughs> yes, they... That's not the only time I see them. You've seen those pictures. Yes, yes. You have one of those velvet. Yes, I actually, in a place of honor, because Matt Fox here with us, uh, because he used to DJ the club, and uh, I have I have a big dogs playing poker tapestry that would hang up in the bar in the DJ booth behind him. So it was like some Jamie Z. Jamie, that picture is not an image from a documentary. <laughs> no, okay. so that doesn't really happen. No. Sorry to tell I forgot you. about that. Uh, yeah, no, the dog's playing poker. That. I still yeah. got that. I should bring it in here and set it up for the show. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. All right. So little Thompson Twins, Dr. Doctor, where he's talking about medical stuff. There you go. Just, oh, I thought we were going to a break. Just laying on the soundtrack. <laughs> Are he we was, still on? He was stepping out. He was stepping out for a break. No, yeah, we're, all, we're always on. Uh. We are always a, a flashback to the radio days. I'm, th- I'm thinking I, I can't see a clock in here. There's I don't know music. how much time I have. I know, I know. <laughs> we got to go the full hour without without taking a break. I got another email. Um, I, I, I'm torn about this one though because it's it's a little. Ugh. You ready for this? I don't know. All right, all right, dear Animal Talk, Captain. Incoming message. All right. Uh, does Does anyone have experience with dog attacks? Yesterday, my three-pound chihuahua was attacked and killed by a mastiff. Oh, my God. At the vet's office. Oh. (laughs) Oh. It all happened in front of my five-year-old daughter. Oh, even better. Damaged goods there. Oh, my gosh. It's like like, as I start reading this email, I'm like, it's getting worse with every step. Uh, There was no provocation uh, provocation from my dog. dog. Uh, It didn't even bark at the mastiff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sitting there looking like a hors d'oeuvre, though. Um, <laughs> the dog is too busy dying. <laughs> what? What? Where are you going oh. with this? This is a horrible story. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, okay. But uh, so, as, as soon as the guy opened the door, um, his his mastiff went right for. So the guy was coming in, and, and the mastiff went right for the puppy. The police came and filed a report, and the owner of the mastiff got several tickets. Everyone keeps telling me to, to sue him, silly, but I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I can go through with, you know, going through all the evidence over and over again and, and putting them through financial hardships just to put money in my pocket. Hmm. Um, should I sue them? Well, could the vet be brought up for malpractice? Oh, <laughs> well, it was a, yeah, it was a patient. I mean, it was another patient coming in and just in a lobby and just the second I walked in the door and chomp. Well, you know, Matt brings up a good point. You know, when it, these these sorts of things, they look for the deep pockets, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, the, the vet's got to be at fault because you know, oh, yeah, it's establishment. There. Yeah, I'm, I'm amazed she didn't say. You know, all my friends, all my friends told me to sue the vet. I, that would be yeah. especially if it was a chain of any yeah. kind. You know, I've always been amazed with initials with uh, with dog parks when, when those first started becoming yeah. a thing. Yeah. I, I I thought, nope, it's not. There's no way. There's no. going to be some issues, but. Uh, they're, by and large, it's very safe to take your dog to a dog park and mm-hmm. let them, you know, interact with other dogs. But um, these sorts of things happen, Oy. 
And um, and then it happened in front of the kid. Yeah. It's just worse and worse and worse. But, I mean, are you going to get anything out of it if you if you sue them? Who's culpable here? Who whose responsibility <sighs> is this? Yeah, you know, you know what did the I mean, Chihuahua was, was, say to was, the Mastiff? That's it. <laughs> to make you know? this happen. Yeah, uh, did did the Chihuahua? Yeah, I mean, was the Chihuahua on leash? You know, I mean, was it? Uh, and you know, um, the funny thing about uh, dog aggression is it yeah. usually does not transfer to people. So this could right. this Mastiff could be a very sweet dog, mm-hmm. never even think of biting a child. Um, but uh, you know they, they treat other dogs very differently, right? You know, and it's the nature of the beast. I mean, this sort of thing it will happen from time, from time to time. So, you know, to think that there's somebody responsible and should pay some money is, uh, well, you know, I, I have a I have a difficult time with that. Yeah, I, I almost doubt, I don't want to say it, but it is it is a it is a dog eat dog world. Uh, it, it is. is. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> but that leads to uh, that actually leads to uh, another email that that we got that I, I wanted. It ties right in. Read the mail. Read the mail. Read the mail. Dog fights. Uh, it's really terrible to encounter a, a dog fight, especially when you don't know what to do. Uh, the dogs that are fighting have gone to a primal place in their mind uh, and will not be able to recognize you as their loving owner. Um, if pouring water into the fighting dogs doesn't help, what else could be done? Uh, any suggestions would be great. Uh, well, you know, I so used, is, I, does pouring a bucket of water onto a dog fight break that up? Is that like usually no? Okay, you know, I used to do a, a lot of then you a, have attack wet, training. Mad dogs. You've met Nick, yeah, my, yeah. I used to uh, when when I first met Nick, he wanted to train dogs. So, you know, a trainer always needs a it, it, the, the the position is called the rat man. Okay, rat man. So. This is the one who puts the, uh, you know, the protective... ski ba da boop ba boop No, not that one. No. No, that's no, the scat man. That's scat man. Okay, yes. rat man. Rat man. Okay. So the rat man puts on the protective gear and gets attacked by the dog. Okay. And um, one of the things that routinely happens is the owner of the dog gets bit mm. because it's called displaced aggression. <laughs> yep. Go ahead. Keep going. I'm the scat man. Yep. Don't, don't I, let me stop you. I, I can't talk over this. <laughs> I don't even know what the question was. <laughs> so you had Nick working as your rat man. Yeah. You're training aggressive dogs. Mm-hmm. The trainer gets bit. The trainer gets bit. So Nick no, – so I still don't know where I was. <laughs> is Nick the bitey as the rat man? Yeah. yeah. He's a use him as bait. Absolutely. But okay. th- th- this displaced aggression, this happens actually pretty routinely where – when a dog is upset, you know they'll go after any anything. You, you, you got to keep your dog on leash. Mm-hmm. Number one, you have to have your dog under control. Um, I don't know. Carry a little bit of pepper spray. I, if, if when they're off leash, yeah. you've lost you've lost all control right, right, right. of of the situation. So you have two dogs off leash. What do you do? I don't know what the hell you do. You jump in the middle of it and oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. jump in the middle of it and and then you end up you end up in the in the hospital. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. With influenza and or and Dora, <laughs> yeah. If the dog was smoking, you might get secondhand inhalation go. kind of issues. Jeez. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. But yeah, so it's uh, what? Do you, yeah, what do you do? You know, if if by chance things get out of control, I mean, you just. Um, when I was a kid, uh, my dog got in a fight because it happened with the neighbor dog. Yeah. and um, my neighbor, great big guy, he picked up a a board. It was like a Oy. like a two by four. Yeah, and he hit my dog with the two by four, and the two by four broke. Oh, jeez! Dog didn't even phase him. Oh. And sometimes pain will actually increase the veracity of the the attack. So, um, yeah, by that point, you've already lost the whole. The whole deal. Now, what's what's more common is uh, you have one responsible dog owner who's walking a dog with a leash, and yeah. then another dog is off off leash. See it all the time. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Around our neighborhood, you're, yeah. we're walking around, and you know, people will be riding. This guy loves to ride his bike with his puppy, just running next to him. And Zoe, our dog Zoe, is very uh, leash dog. If she's on a leash, she's losing her damn mind. If there's another dog anywhere around, and he's like, "Oh, my dog's fine." I go, "Yeah, but mine's not." Yeah. That's why she's on a leash with a big yellow ribbon tied on it. Yeah. Warning: she's a jerk. <laughs> you get too close, she's gonna, you know. And oh, it'll be fine. I'm like, so since when is a yellow ribbon the international <laughs> sign that your dog is a jerk on the leash? You know it is. Yeah, that is. I, did, I didn't know there was such know? a thing. No. It's a warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I heard Caution. that if you put an orange. Um, 
put an orange collar on your cat or your dog, mm-hmm. that means that they're an indoor animal. So if they get out, that just means that they're out on the uh, out of jail. I, I don't know anything really? about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's all color coded. No. Yeah, it's like so your it's wardrobe. A, the gray animals. You put the purple giraffe <laughs> and the purple lion, and you know that you're well, you set know, for the day. We run a call center for lost pets. And, yeah. You know the uh, when dogs are are running loose, they look like they're out. Doing something they shouldn't be doing, right? <laughs> yeah. They're they're running around, they're crossing the street in traffic. When, in traffic, when, when a cat is is uh, lost, it doesn't look lost. A cat always looks like he's got everything under control. Mm-hmm. So you'll see a cat on someone's porch, and you think, oh, the cat belongs there. But a lot of times, it's a you know a, a cat, a wayward animal that's uh, you know that is just kind of chilling. Yep. Uh, so cats never ever look lost, and that's one of the reasons why. It's very difficult to, you know, to get cats back. With dogs, you know, when, when someone sees a dog without a leash, they'll stop their car. They'll yep. chase it down. They'll – because it just uh, – it's, it's not something that's um, – that uh, you're, you're, you're used to seeing, you know, in a comfortable setting. Like, oh, my gosh, this dog is off leash. He's going to run out into traffic. Mm. You see a cat without a leash, you think, ah, oh, cat's all right. He's yeah. cool. He, he understands what's going on. Yep. I understand that. Yeah. I totally buy that. So keep your dog on a leash and don't run into that problem would probably be the best bet. So that's what I would say. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. So um, so like Matt's here and, and your your girlfriend uh, Lauren joined us today. Hey, Lauren. Although she absolutely refuses to talk. So, um, <laughs> But she absolutely exists. So screw you guys. So yeah, sure she I, does. She is, she is here. She I is believe. real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right. My girlfriend in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I you know I had I had a I had a bit going and uh you know we've only met uh, a couple of times and well this will probably just ruin it. <laughs> wait, wait, you, you put something together because you knew Lauren was going to be No, no. I I I'm now I'm apprehensive now that I realize she's here. Yeah, I walked in and this is what he dropped on me. <laughs> just um <laughs> oh, So yeah, the pet well the pet pet toys have funny names. Usually, okay, dog toys yeah. have pretty ridiculous names, mm-hmm. and uh, you know how you can like order on Amazon now, and you're just like, "What is there, or Ariel, or what's that?" Uh, the the you shout at the thing. I I, I don't, the, I don't uh, know the echo the echo, echo. Yeah, yeah yeah or the, what do you what do you call it? what's a, a computer Julia <laughs> Cortana order me some fries Cortana. oh gosh um you would you would ask me because I actually have one <laughs> <laughs> no I'm trying to think what do I say to this thing when I'm looking at it what's it uh, what's the name of that thing it's so, called yeah, yeah. I wow can't, we are just old men I now. just can't remember it <laughs> not Siri Siri's the one you talk into your phone but the yes. one at the house. Or Becky or something like that, right? We'll call it Becky today. <laughs> You're Becky. But you say, you know, you just, you go, oh, uh, you know, get the, get, restock my grocery list, right? And then you go to your grocery list and it, it places the order for you and you just pick it up. Or, yeah. you know, you have the delivery grocery. Or he's like, oh, order more dog toys, right? Well, you got to be careful if you're ordering the dog toys because sometimes they have pretty weird names. Mm. And it's hard to tell if it's if it's a dog toy or a sex toy. It's Alexa. Yeah, Alexa, yes. Alexa, Alexa. Place an order for a stuffing easy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> stuffing what? Stuffing easy. All right. Wait, is that a dog uh, toy or is that a you know sex toy? What's going to show up is, on your? Porch? Is that what this bit is? Is it a is it a sex toy or a dog toy? <laughs> yeah. Is that what this is? That's what okay. this is. All right. All right. Hey, hey, Alexa. Or order a tire biter. Tire biter. Yeah. Hold so on, you know. On. Hold on. I'm How about one of them tug of wuggas? Hold on. Hold on. Tug of wubbas. Tire biter. Okay, that's real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that a, is a it dog, a dog toy? toy or a that's, sex toy? That's a dog toy. Okay. Right. You know, Googling's not a Googling's not allowed. <laughs> wait. No. Wait. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> you s- slow. Slow down. Um, <laughs> a tire tire biter also has <laughs> has an urban dictionary I definition. Bet, I bet it does. <laughs> a tire biter is a girl who is re- really only interested in a guy because he has a nice car. Yeah. And it gets some attention, so uh, she wants that attention. Uses see? her ass as a free ticket to the car. What is uh? What, She's a tire biter. What's gonna show up? What's gonna What's gonna show up on your front porch when you ask Alexa for that? Mm. Hey Alexa, how about a Bristol bone? Bristol bone. A Bristol bone. <laughs> Bristol bone. Bristle bone. Oh boy! <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> He's googling it. <laughs> a bristle bone. That's a battery operated, I believe. 
I'm not sure if I can order that for you. You have young kids <laughs> in your home. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Hold on. You're, you're trying to find that one? There's, uh, there's a dog daycare center in Toronto <laughs> called Tire Bristle Biter. Ball, tire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> I can't get the interweb. Uh, oh, here we go. Um, Bristlebone is a – whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this, this could be a crossover toy. Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking. It's, uh, how it, about the, uh, the, the plush beaver? <laughs> That's, uh, wait. There's a fresh mint-scented <laughs> bristlebone. <laughs> That's good. Jeez. Uh, so yeah, shouting these things out. Uh, I like the uh, the the one the the latex polka dot goblin chicken. Goblin chicken. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not exactly. But it's so either. specific. If, a if latex polka dot. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's why I got that's why I got that one. So it's hard to tell. So natural rawhide peanut butter underpants. No, that's how I added the underpants to. <laughs> there you go. So it's, sometimes it's hard to tell. It's, it's a crazy names for some of the um, pet toys. You know what? I'm going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Peanut butter underpants. Here we go. <laughs> That's what the internet says. Don't click on the link. Oh, right? <laughs> boy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do an image search. <laughs> is... Yep. Just as you would expect. <laughs> just, this seems messy. That just seems... You keep it frozen. Well, how do you keep it from... That could actually go both ways. Oh. <laughs> I found a YouTube video labeled... Peanut butter underpants. That's it. <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Save it for later. <laughs> That's, uh, that'll be another one. That is for another day. I, I sent you a couple of uh, links earlier in the week. Um, uh, pet related ones. The pet related ones. Um, to or, your email earlier in the week. It's Tuesday. To your when earlier. You? Well, since since the last time we met, I've sent you a couple of links since you know, the last time. I was we on met. vacation. I had this awesome oh, you vacation. Oh, did you? you? Do you? My, you you my, rolled the truck and only broke this young lady with my my in, girlfriend. In, like in the first exists. hour of yeah. having your new toy. You, no, within the first five minutes, <laughs> I flipped it over. And she was there. Have you ever? I, I saw the picture, and you're kind of looking at your arm, and he's kind of going, oh, crap, this <laughs> have, could be it. Have you ever unfastened <laughs> a seatbelt when you're hanging upside down? Uh, <laughs> that's not easy to do. No. That's, that's very difficult it's to very do. It's very difficult uh, to do, yeah. yeah. And um, so, yeah, Lauren, oh, she got banged up pretty bad. Uh, and, you know, but she, everything was fine, though, She's right? She's a trooper. She's In back. the long run. Still here. She still likes me. Uh. <laughs> got bumps and bruises and you know but she's she's a trooper oh you boys dangerous is it the machine was the machine okay you- yeah <laughs> did you just have to flip it back over or was it out yeah of it took like three or four of us you know to flip it over but yeah it was, was it out of commission no, or was it all right no it drove fine okay. it's like it's like hey i want more you know? hey i'm built to do this i roll over all right so we'll say at some point while you were out breaking your girlfriend and Destroying nature. <laughs> I broke her. <laughs> Finally broke her. I, I had sent you a link. There's uh, an art exhibit opening up at uh, – see, I don't even know if I want to mention the place because the deal is it's a very controversial video. And then the first thing people do go on. is go and watch the video. Go on. And uh, so it's about dog and it, it's mistreating dogs. And there's pigs that you know they play a little Barry White and – so, but it's uh, an exhibition from China. What? And what uh, yeah, so you're leaving I, out some details here. Yeah, because... I know. All right, so and it's at the Guggenheim. So okay. that's a kind of a reputable joint, yeah, right? Yeah. In New York, the in Guggenheim. York, yeah. Not the not uh, Dave Guggenheim, the guy I went to grade school with. <laughs> Shecky Guggenheim. <laughs> he's got uh, he's off, got hamsters off, off in Broadway. It. <laughs> he's got a hamster in his garage, but uh, no, the actual Guggenheim in, in New York. And uh, they finally they, they bowed to uh, the animal activists that were stomping their feet uh, about the exhibits that they were going to show. And it's like there's like 150 pieces of art, and it's uh, the art of China since I don't know whatever like '89, right? So recent Chinese art, and and a lot of it is this very avant-garde, you know, conceptual yeah stuff. What's it got to do with animals, though? So. Uh, the, so All right. So after facing an avalanche of criticism, the Guggenheim surrendered late Monday and said it would remove three major works from the highly anticipated art of Chinese conceptual artists, uh, including the signature piece of the show. The museum in Manhattan made the decision after unrelenting pressure from animal rights supporters and critics over works in the exhibition. 
Art of China after 1989, uh, Theater of the World. Protesters marched outside the museum over the weekend uh, and an online petition demanding animal uh, cruelty-free exhibits at the Guggenheim had been signed by more than a half million people as of Monday. So... Those online petitions what, had what, power. What, what was the objection? The, the three works which involve animals are Dogs That Cannot Touch Each Other, uh, Theater of the World, and A Case Study of Transference. So those were the titles of the three pieces. And the, and the, the main one was the, that really got their ire up to begin with was Dogs That Can't Touch Each Other. And, and the long and short of it, 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 it's not even like live, right? It's just a video of... What are the, they? the display back in China? Well, you know what makes people nervous is you know in China they eat everything. Right, right. And it's like they eat every animal's penis. It's like oh you, yeah, you want tiger penis, you want sea cucumber penis. Oh yeah, so, sea cucumber is a penis. <laughs> oh sorry, <laughs> um, but it, it, you know they they eat every sort of animal you can think of, right, right. every part of the animal. Right. So with the dogs that shark can't... fin soup, yeah. Dogs shark penis soup. <laughs> shark penis soup. The dogs, um, there was like I thought there was like six dogs or eight dogs, uh, and they had like eight treadmills set up, and the dogs were harnessed on these treadmills, and they're like pretty beefy dogs. They like look like pits and other very kind of ferocious dogs, and the the the, the treadmills were at an incline, kind of nose to nose, and they had like. A, bar- a barricade between them and mm-hmm. next to them so none of the dogs could see anybody. And at a queue, all the dividers went up and the treadmills went on and the dogs lose their mind. And they just start running at each other. But they can't go anywhere because they're in these like really tight harnesses. Yeah. And they're just chasing and they're like about a foot away from each other, nose to nose, barking like mad and just going nuts for like 10 minutes. And it's like a long run. It's like a 10 or 15 minute video. Yeah. Um, and it's so – it's just like what's the – you know, you know here's, here's dogs the that can't touch each other. Here's the thing. You know, it looks like a kind of gladiator sport kind of, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. this, this – uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, voyeurism and, uh, you know, exploitation of pets. But you know what? The dogs are probably in all likelihood having the time of their lives <laughs> <laughs> because they love to run. They love to chase. They love to bark. They, they, they love all that, you know, yeah. so – um, and being restrained, you know, there's something about being restrained for a dog. Uh, funny, just a quick story. Um, my dog, growing up, uh, my dog and the neighbor's dog had this path uh, along the fence line. Right, right. They would run back and forth and bark at each other. And uh, one summer, my dad had the fence replaced, and the, the workers were rolling up the fence. So about half the yard was fence. The other half, you know, was they were able to actually – Come in contact. We were supposed to leave the dogs in. Both dogs got out. They went running along the part that the fence was still still intact, barking mm-hmm. at each other. When they got to the part where there's no fence and they could actually touch each other, they just sniffed each other and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> so they, you know, it, they, they bring holding them back. In fact, that's one of the first things you do with attack training is you hold the dog away because that tension creates that excitement. Right. For them, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I don't think that's like an abusive right. thing or something. Like oh, that. these were non-motorized treadmills, so they just that was their energy, yeah. just as they were galloping towards one another, but just in these harnesses. Yeah. Uh, it's just bizarre, you know. But I mean, we, you know, everybody's poo-pooing that, but you know, yeah. horse races go on every day in this country. Dog races. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, uh, you know, there's, well, there's, uh, you know, lobster hot tub parties. <laughs> there's no such thing, Jamie. <laughs> Ow! Every, every. Okay, no, that's actually no. That was, a, that was a dream. Joe's a dream. Shack, <laughs> All right, um, but so I mean, you know, I mean, there's animals, you know, being mistreated here on a daily basis too. Yeah. If you, I, what do you call abuse? You know, I mean, right? right. Well, are, are they are they taken care of? So it, it's interesting, but it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of purpose to it. You know, there, there's a joke that hits kind of uh, uh, close to home with the way, uh, um, you know, uh, you know, we perceive things versus how a dog perceives things. Okay, so. The joke goes something like this. It, um, so a uh, guy's walking down the alley, and he comes upon this dog fight, and the dog fight just ended. Right. And um, there's, he sees it, the loser of the fight just just beaten, battered, and bloodied, and the dog is just wagging its tail. And the, and the, the guy says, um, man, that's, that's, that's so sad that you do these to the, these animals. I mean, look at this dog. He's, he's just beat up and bloodied. And the owner of the dog looks at it and says, 
what, what, what do you mean? He thinks he won. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, a dog that's yeah. bred for that, you know, a lot of the pit breeds, they're bred to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's almost like somebody who fights for a living, like a, like a fighter, like a boxer. Mm-hmm. You know, when you fight, um, whether you win or lose, you're in a, you know, extraordinary pain the next day. What type of person will go back and do that over and over and over again? That's how some of these dogs are, and that's what they, they're bred to do. That's what they, they enjoy doing. So, you know, it's, it's kind of odd that, you know, that they enjoy that, but, you know, a lot of dogs do like to fight and, and mix it up. So, yeah, and that was, it was just a video of yeah, it yeah. Um, at the Guggenheim. And, and the, other, the other one, A Case of Transference, um, it's, again, it was just a video. It wasn't a, a live presentation. Um, sorry, Matt. No, you're fine. It was uh, two pigs having sex in front of an audience. So, but it's just a video of it. So you can Google that later, Matt. That's, oh, thanks, man. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. So going back to uh, voyeurism. But yeah, but, I mean, what, so what and that's he, the other. That's the other. The that was the other piece Besi- of art. Besides, um, um, you know, it was before the audience. So maybe the audience wanted to go first. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's about as good as it gets, right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, so you're going to watch two pigs having sex. I mean, if you if you don't like it, walk out. Yeah, right. I mean, you don't uh, have to be there. No, and there are, there's like some kind of like on the pigs. It's I don't know if they're tattooed or if it's just drawing on the pigs, but there's all kinds of words on the pigs. Yeah, that are like drawn on the pigs. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of like. There's like a whole paragraph written on each pig, so hey, it's listen. probably like some political statements of you know. If there, it's, if it's Chinese art with with a focus on animals, you know, yeah. buyer beware. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, what is it? There's another one that had to do with insects and reptiles. But the museum, the reason the museum canceled it ultimately is because they were afraid of uh, uh, safety for the the staff and visitors. That uh, you know, some because the the protesters were getting uh, pretty. Protesty, protesty, protesty. Yeah. yeah, and so they were afraid that you know something bad might happen to sure. to some of their staff or something. So they they that's the reason they pulled decided to pull those three that they were being complained about. So hmm. crazy town. Well, you know, on a side note, the Guggenheim is a marvelous. Oh yeah, yeah. Place to yeah, we you know, walked by it when we were there. It's a it's a, yeah a tour de force of architecture. We rented bikes and rode Central Park. And then we parked at the Guggenheim and went in, and yeah, that was uh, that was uh, my New York awesome adventure. Place as long as you don't walk in and see pigs screwing, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's totally. Unless uh, you're into that, <laughs> yeah. So you don't want to see it at the Guggenheim. You you, you expect something a little bit different. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I got another uh, email here. Oh, more interesting than a wet pussy cat. It's time for a kitty corner. And this one has to do with cats. Uh, do cats have a memory and learn lessons from experience? Uh, an abandoned stray cat, aged two years, followed his home uh, on July 23rd. We decided to give him, uh, give this rather timid cat a home and got him neutered and microchipped uh, a couple weeks later. He spent a considerable time indoors uh, from... All overnight, from 6 at night to 8 in the morning, and ventures out during the day. This morning, uh, we heard an almighty cat fight in the alleyway next to our house and found our Billy on the ground uh, and another lynx-like cat from the neighborhood on top of him. Uh, Billy's collar had been snapped open. Uh, Never having a pet before, let alone a cat. Um, I'd like to know, will Billy have a memory of any lessons he learned from this fight and, and going outside and staying away from that big lynx cat? Will he learn that uh, Brutus down the street is, is one not to, to trifle with? Does, you know, do cats learn lessons? I've heard various versions of this question. I think it's an odd question. Yeah. Of course they have a memory. That's how, that's how animals learn. Mm-hmm. You know, there's... Uh, you take a, uh, a, a hawk, for instance, you know, he's flying around. Mike? And uh, he, not Mike. No, not Mike. Okay. And um, just a hawk. He, he he finds a mouse under a particular bush. Mm-hmm. Right. He's going to go back to that bush and sure. other bushes that look like it, and you know uh, because he's trying to find a pattern. So of course they remember. Of course they have a have a sense for you know uh, previous things that they've they've encountered. Um, so I find it kind of an odd question. That but uh, but yeah, he, you know he may have some trauma. He may. Uh, Start making an association with other cats. I mean, who knows? But uh, yeah, they they definitely you know will remember and they'll learn from it. And that's that's kind of how 
mammals, you know, uh, navigate their environment. Yeah. Our, uh, our cat, Honeypot, actually is trained to – Change the name. <laughs> yeah, that's the cat's name. That's that changed the no, I I'm, can't. I'm, right now. Honey, change the name. You're, you're married, right? Yes. Please call your wife right now and have her change the <laughs> name. Dear, would you like, please uh, grab the cat's collar? Well, when I'm we rescued a legal a legal name change. <laughs> we rescued this cat, and whoever saved the cat actually gave her that name. So but we, you don't. It, it sounds like a porn cat. star. You well, can, you can call the cat anything you want. <laughs> honey pot. Honey pot. That's the name of the cat. Honey pot. She, she like is a porn star, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It kind of does. However, or a coffee flavor. Are you segueing? <laughs> I might be. <laughs> but yeah, she, the cat is trained for uh, to get treats. Sit in your spot. And she sits in her spot and she'll get treats. And vice versa, when she comes up to us, she says, feed me. We're trained just as much as she's trained. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's training who, right? Yeah. yeah. No, that was, a, that was another gem I had ready to go. What's Porn star, <laughs> coffee flavor. Oh. <laughs> are, are, are we going to do there, that? But that's not pet related at all. It was just funny. <laughs> Well, to me, anyway. Are you, are you doing I, that? I think I texted. I text. I texted you, did, you that one. You did. Yeah. I emailed you the other links that you didn't get. Yeah, I couldn't text a groan, so I just. Uh... <laughs> I got a thumbs up on that, actually. Well, as close as I can get. <laughs> Should we save that gem for? Oh yeah, another yeah. day. All right, let's save it for a holiday. <laughs> we'll segue to the next. Yeah, maybe episode. Mother's Day. <laughs> Mother's Day would be ideal, Jamie. <laughs> Maybe he'll forget. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Oh, the rat race is over, Brian. No, I don't think it is. It is right here. Oh, the uh, rat race. You have a, a, a sheet of paper confirming. <laughs> I do. The rat race is over. It's in black and white. So the rat go. race is over. Uh, according to this headline, new livestock model uh, could could speed stroke recovery. Uh, so uh, it's well known in the medical field that uh, the pig brain shares certain physiological and anatomical similarities with the human brain. So so similar are the two that researchers at the University of Georgia's Regenerative Bioscience Center have developed uh, the first U.S. pig model for stroke treatments. Uh, it'll provide essential preclinical data and speed the drug recovery process. So uh, Piggy's helping us out. Very um, interesting. Because you're on the you're on the verge of a stroke. I, you what? are you are I, in the danger zone. I am. Why? Why? why you're in you a high, you're just a high risk group. Why? <laughs> why are you why are you laying this on me right now? Do you know no, no one has mentioned that to you. No. Have you been for a physical lately? No. Well, there you are. That why why am I high risk though? <laughs> No, just like let's, let's look at your at lifestyle. <laughs> Don't be a dick. Lifestyle choices. <laughs> did I? I put a little fear of God into him there. That's just fun and lifestyle choices. I just did a high ropes course over the weekend. <laughs> I zip lined. Did you? I yeah. Zip line. I, I sat I, in a chair and I went is, so. and went wee. <laughs> but no, I was. Oh, that's strange. Did a lot of. I bowled. <laughs> Under underhanded. Under- well, <laughs> you know, I did what I could. Yeah. <laughs> I. T- <laughs> Uh, I, I would wager that at least one time the ball hit the ceiling. <laughs> the ball hit the ceiling. Just knowing you boys, um, the, the fellas you hang out with, the shenanigans you get in, I would wager that the ball hit the ceiling at least once. Well, I don't know if that happened. But, um, <laughs> it wasn't straight. But I will was- show you a picture of what I did to one of my friend's bowling balls. Oh, no. Just a- <laughs> oh, not – yeah. Nothing uh, – uh, oh, Keep talking. I'll all right. So, but, uh, so uh, anyway, uh, pigs are often termed the animals most like humans and uh, medical products derived from research with pigs have been some of the most successful formulas uh, to come around. So there's, there, there's uh, insulin, stuff for diabetes, mm. uh, human valves, replacement with pig stuff. So uh, – Blood, blood thinning drugs, and so the, lots of success. So there's there, there's hope for you, Brian. That uh, when you do have this next stroke, it'll be a, a speedier okay. So recovery. Um, so my friend, thanks Ethan, to our friends the pigs. My friend Ethan is scared to death of seeing me naked. <laughs> so this is and this, so what's going to happen right now? Matthew, you're going to look and you're going to see Brian. Naked. This is what I did. To <laughs> he his, got me this exact same way. <laughs> this is what I did to his bowling ball when I when I got a chance. To, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that, I hope that's the thumb hole. That's, that's uh, <laughs> well. Uh, 
<laughs> and after after like the third frame, you show him that. You know, after after the trip, after the trip, I'm like, man, it was such a great trip. Even when you were gone for the day, Ethan, we still had fun. Check this out. So you had uh, for the people on you know can't see that through the microphones. You you were sitting in a, in a chair with a big grin on your face, your pants someone had done, and his bowling ball in your lap. Well, I was, I was hoping we wouldn't actually be that explicit about it. But. Share that much of it. Yeah. So yes, there, yes, yes, there it is. It's uh, talk about shvetty balls. Thanks a lot. Shvetty <laughs> balls for sure. Uh, all right, let's uh, email. Emails. Emails always always uh, uh, helpful. Let's do one of those. Captain, incoming message. Uh, there it is. Uh, oh, this is a million miles long. Um, I'm desperately seeking advice about my 18 month old intact male golden doodle. <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. A golden doodle. Over the last few months, he's steadily become a hooligan. Uh, he's never been an easy dog, and we uh, work hard to train him. Um, and we were just getting by, but now he feels like he's a different dog. 18 months here. Uh, I feel like he there isn't one main issue, so I'll list them all. Uh, he barks at other dogs while he's out on his lead. He races into the distance, chasing squirrels as though he can't hear me and decides when he wants to come back. He barks relentlessly at the windows at seemingly nothing. Uh, he barks around 4 or 5 a.m. every morning because he wants to come into the bedroom. I said these things have gradually become so stressful, I'm at the point of tearing out my hair. I've paid hundreds of pounds to a highly recommended force-free trainer to come and work with him one-on-one, and she's taught us some techniques uh, that we have followed rigorously for months, but the improvements are only temporary. Uh, The barking stops when we place him in the kitchen, and he sits and waits quietly to be let back in. But uh, to make matters worse, uh, which is a horrible turn of phrase, um, I found out I'm pregnant, which perhaps is why I'm so anxious about everything and my relationship with my dog. Uh, It's hard to believe we used to take him to the pub or the farmer's market with us. I I don't understand how or why he's become such a reprobate. That was a good word there. Okay. So uh, an intact male – you're just cutting me off. (laughs) Okay. Uh, An intact male golden doodle, 18 months. And well, it goes crazy. This is not unlike a. Wait, oh, there's a PS. Can oh, I can yeah, I give yeah, you the yeah. PS? Sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> thank you in advance. PS. Uh, the reason he is intact is that a behaviorist showed us literature where studies have shown it could be more damaging to neuter, uh, and that there's no proof to show that it improves behavior. Thoughts are welcome. Well, there's plenty of proof. <laughs> Your trainer's an idiot. <laughs> and here's what happened. You know, okay. You, I thought you'd love that P.S. Yeah. P.S. It was, well, they, they must be doing the same well, searches I've been know, doing. The other thing, there, there, there's been a trend over the last 15 years or so with these force-free or no-force uh, training. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you take an 18-month-old dog. Uh, you know, Ian Dunbar, Dr. Ian Dunbar did this study Intact. in the in the 80s, which was very, very interesting. He took a pack of beagles, and he just let them, uh, with no human intervention, he just let them kind of figure out their own deal and, mm. and, and tried to figure out the pack structure. What he found out was, you know, and, and we talked about these quintessential, you know, these inflection points in a, in a, in a dog's uh, behavioral development. Um, at six months, a year, and a year and a half, uh, dogs are um, always fighting. Okay, mm. at six months, what happens is they're not necessarily fighting, but they get beat up almost mm. on a daily basis, especially the males. Mm. So uh, older, you know, male dogs will just beat them. Up. They're kind of putting them in their place. That's in the pack mentality. In the pack mentality. Okay. At a year when they they're sexually mature, it happens again. And at a year and a half, what happens is the tables turn, and those dogs that were beat up, they're now going to be the aggressors. And they're going to, to figure out where they fit in in the pack. Hmm. So what this dog needs right now, it's not force-free. This dog needs some force. This dog needs some obedience. This dog needs some correction. Yeah. This dog, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a teenage boy hmm. who's never been corrected, like always been spoiled. You know, uh, that's, that's the, you know, some parents have found, you know, a lot, of, uh, uh, a lot of benefit with sending their kid to like a military school or even football or something where mm-hmm. you know young boys need to be banged up a little bit just to kind of you know let them know that you can't just run 
you know, uh, roughshod over over mm. everything and everybody. Become a reprobate. You're a reprobate, yeah. yeah. You need some <laughs> structure in your and life. And that's what it sounds like this dog is doing. Well, like, and this then, force-free training, I, yeah. I know what this is. I've, and they're going to have a baby in that house yeah. in eight months or something. Force-free so. training is good when it comes to teaching a, uh, a dog a, a new behavior. Mm-hmm. But it's not good when it comes to teaching them uh, their pack, the, the structure of the pack. Mm-hmm. Because you have to – and again, I'm not making this rule up. This is what dogs have been doing for – you know, eons, mm-hmm. where you know there's if you have a dog pack, there's a there's an alpha dog, there's a you know there's a top dog, bottom dog, and everyone kind of fits in that that pecking order, and the dog is just in the wrong spot. He'll be happy at the top, he'll be happy at the bottom, but when you you have problems with the dogs when they're not, they're not sure, so they're always testing, and they're always you know the dog's going to continue to do this, and he's a, he's a year and a half right now, yeah. eighteen months yeah. old. And uh, he's at that spot. He should be put in his place. He should be, you know, uh, under some sort of uh, training regimen where there's some correction, lots of praise, some punishment, so the dog knows that there are some boundaries he can't cross. Can you believe an an hour is uh, flash by? And we didn't even get to the uh, penguin-mounted video cameras. My my beer is not even. (laughs) I know. We didn't even get to the penguin-mounted video cameras. And, well, before we go. No, no, yeah. no, yeah. no. It's time. It's time for the bad animal joke of the week. <laughs> oh, we got to have a little funny, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> hey, and that's why I don't like this. There isn't... <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brian. Hey, Jamie. <laughs> why, why are teddy bears never hungry? Why are teddy bears never hungry? Jamie? Because they're always stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bad uh, animal joke. It's, it's it's bad. It's that's the point. I just, I just of it. want to punch something right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, not me, please. All right, but no, seriously, that uh, we're out of time. So, uh, Lauren, thanks for being here. And and. That okay? <laughs> <laughs> you do what in a little green and black room? Okay. <laughs> no, I really I learned a lot about our relationship. Ah, right. Did on. you? Yeah. The alpha. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right on. Bowling ball fetish. <laughs> I learned not to come to Brian with coins in my mouth. Though <laughs> so he'll replace them with a tree. That's it. Oh my, Matt! Thanks for hanging out. I'm glad uh, you're here. It's been my pleasure. Thanks, and, uh, thanks for having me. Podcast Detroit here. Studios, and yeah. uh, we're here. AnimalTalkRadio.com, and everything is just pretty much Animal Talk Radio. It's uh, the Twitter, the Facebook. Uh, so get a hold of us, Jamie at AnimalTalkRadio.com is the email. If you'd like to send in a question. But uh, we'll do it again very, very soon. So until next time, have an exotic week and kiss your wild thing for me. Good night. See you.